हाँ भाई कहा भैया आज की जो हमारी पॉडकास्ट की गेस्ट है उनका नाम है क्रिस्टा बुस्तामानते जो कि इन्फॉर्मेशन ऑफिसर है यूएस काउंसिलेट जनरल कराची की उनके साथ हमने काफ़ी इंटरेस्टिंग डिस्कशन की कि यूएस डिप्लोमेटिक मिशन और पाकिस्तान के कितने पुराने ताल्लुक थे और किन किन एरियाज पे काम किए और हालिया दौर में चाहे वो एनर्जी क्राइसिस हो फ्लड क्राइसिस हो क्लाइमेट क्राइसिस हो या एजुकेशन हो या बच्चों के फुल राइट स्कॉलरशिप्स हो या वीज़ा के जो प्रोग्राम्स हो उसमें यू डिप्लोमेटिक मिशन किस तरह काम कर रहा है और काफ़ी इंटरेस्टिंग डिस्कशन रही और काफ़ी फूडी भी हैं शी लव पाकिस्तान फूड तो उसके बारे में भी हमने काफी डिस्कशन की तो आइए चल के पॉडकास्ट सुनते हैं और देखते हैं क्रिस्टा क्या कहती है Hi Krista how's it going Good how are you Good. thank you Most for having excellent. me Thanks for coming thanks for being our guest So we we normally see uh, people from either New York or Washington in diplomatic hallways mm-hmm. if you will right. but a girl from Idaho Yes making it there <laughs> tell us about that Well, um I'm from the sweetest town in the whole wide world, which is Sugar City, Idaho. Uh it's a rural town. I uh, went to a school of 200 total and my entire school was 200. And I was, you know, grew up where the potato fields are. Uh both my parents are immigrants, so they both worked in the potato industry. and um i worked in the potato industry uh since i was 14 and a half which is the legal age in idaho to be able to work oh, 15 really? everywhere else i think um but i worked in the potato fields because my parents were immigrants uh every summer or every couple of years we would go to visit my family and my grandparents in mexico and so i saw what it was what the world was it was a different and it was bigger than the outskirts of sugar city idaho and that i think sparked an interest to travel and to meet other people uh and you know i i look different i i have been told that i uh have looked you know every country i am i'm i'm confused from being that country uh even here i've been confused for being oh, pakistani really? which i'm i'm happy for that's a great compliment but um you know americans look different and not all americans look the same and mm-hmm. so i wanted to be that representation that the united states is diverse and we have all sorts and and we accept all sorts and i wanted to represent you know being latina being from sugar city idaho and proving that a diplomat doesn't have to look a certain way um and you know getting out of idaho was a was a plus <laughs> so i've i've traveled uh, the world i've been able to see many countries meet amazing friends and great people um from all over the world and i i wouldn't trade that for anything else and then when i go back to idaho i can share that with my friends and my community and you know students that are studying there can say oh maybe i can be a diplomat too you know mm-hmm. this farming community you can go from working in a farm to being a diplomat and and that is the american dream that's so, amazing yeah. so where where else have you been uh, stationed before coming to pakistan yeah so before coming to pakistan i was in mexico mm-hmm. and before that i was in spain and before that i was in the philippines uh-huh. and before that i was working under the obama administration in the cuban affairs office um and before that i was not with the state department i wasn't an official diplomat yet but i think anybody who goes abroad is a diplomat or an ambassador or a representative mm. of their country mm. um but i used to do some projects i've been to i think it's 36 37 maybe 38 countries um and so you can i i can't count them all <laughs> if i remember <laughs> but but uh almost every every area of the world yeah i know it's a very very difficult to whenever people ask me which has been my favorite place it's a very difficult yes. question to ask but there there are some some aspects uh, you like about a particular city some something you you like food of some area you yeah. like traveling in like suburbs of some area yeah. every single country has its charm mm-hmm. and has a different place in my heart mm-hmm. i feel like i leave a little bit of me in every country and then i take a little bit with me if that mm-hmm. makes sense um in some places i've had amazing friendships and i i talk to people on weekly uh in other places i like i still think about like a certain dish and i remember who i was with and i remember like wh- what an experience that was um i'm thinking about Manila in that instance on the streets of of Manila uh and then here I mean come on Karachi please like the food here mm-hmm. is incredible um I have a lot of Pakistani American friends or Pakistani friends um a couple that I met during the Fulbright program um they were in Fulbright and I was doing my masters mm-hmm. um and we talked about Pakistan and the back then I was not a diplomat and it had always kind of 
been in the back of my mind. You know, mm-hmm. I have all these friends uh, that are Pakistani and they tell me about mangoes and they tell me we would have arguments about who had better mangoes. If it was like Mexico or Pakistan and we're, they hadn't tried Mexican mangoes and I hadn't tried Pakistani mangoes. So mm-hmm. the, like the debate just kept going. Um, and they told me about their families, their traditions, and I saw the similarities of family mm-hmm. uh, with my own family. And so it's been on the back of my mind, and that was one of the reasons I wanted to come to Pakistan was mm-hmm. to experience the culture that my friends had already shown me uh, mm-hmm. back in the U.S. Um, and so I've been very happy to be here. And when I asked them, you know, where where in Pakistan should I go? Um, and there was a debate between Islamabad and Karachi, and mm-hmm. I was looking at both places, and it came down to what they said was Karachi has this vibrancy, mm-hmm. uh, this this energy, and, of course, the food, which mm-hmm. I'm biased. I'm diplomatically saying that all foods are good in Pakistan, <laughs> but I'm biased because I live here that the Karachi food is Top, top, I top keep, notch. <laughs> I keep telling this to my friends in Lahore and Islamabad who haven't been here. Yeah. That your taste buds have yet to experience something different. Right, right, right? yes. So what have you tried so far? Have oh, we? what haven't I tried? Um, my staff will tell you I've tried everything and maybe too much of everything. Uh, one of my favorites is Chana Chat. Chana Chat. Okay. Uh, Golgape. Is that how you say that? Yeah. Um, that one and, I mean, kebab, hali, like halim and... Uh, bay, do you know what bay is? Bay? I got you on something. So bay is actually lotus root. It's from northern Sindh. Okay. And it's steamed. Is it bay? bay. Yeah. Bay. Yeah, see? Oh, no, I haven't tried it. <laughs> okay, I have. Wow. <laughs> um, and it is one of my favorites. And my staff will tell you every Friday or almost every Friday we have biryani. And uh-huh. they serve it at the consulate every Friday. And there's like a, a white bean or red bean curry to go along with it. Or we order out, we bring in, uh, you know. But every Friday you can find me eating spicier, the better, biryani. Uh, and I <laughs> Wow, that's so cool because, you know, uh, Friday and biryani go hand in yes. hand in uh-huh. Pakistan. Right. And like it's, it's That's great. the same thing at the consulate where they serve it every single Friday. You can count on biryani. Uh, we have, you know, different different types um, and it'll be before prayers and we'll share a meal together with my staff. Um, and we have we have a running. I can't say on the show because we can't sponsor which one is better. Right. <laughs> sure. But I, I have tried many biryanis from Karachi. <laughs> so, yeah. Interesting. So tell us about the U.S. mission. What, what's uh, what are your priorities? And what areas do you work on? Sure. Uh, I'll speak to from the U.S. consulate perspective, um, the consulate in Karachi. Obviously, um, the ambassador and others can speak to uh, what's going on uh, throughout the country. Um, But the U.S. mission in Pakistan uh, has the embassy in Islamabad, and we have three consulates, one in Peshawar, one in Lahore, and the one that's my favorite because I live here is the one in Karachi. Mm -hmm. Uh, Our job as diplomats is to engage with people, governments, and business. Uh, We work on several sectors, um, healthcare, the environment, right, climate change, education. Uh, we work to increase economic trade, which mm. is one of our bigger priorities right now. Um, and uh, lots of, I mean, it's healthcare, it's the gamut, it's scientific, it's uh, security-based, it's all of the different sectors. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the department um, and at the embassy, you know, we have the public diplomacy section. We work with uh, education exchange and we work with journalists on my side. The consular section, I mean, I think is probably the most famous. Um, that's the visas on one side and then American citizen services on the other. Mm-hmm. The economic section works with engaging businesses and um, creating more trade opportunities. Um, and then the political section works with um, the government and reporting. Mm really Mm. what's going on in in Pakistan back to Mm -hmm, Washington. mm -hmm. So uh, between that and other other agencies like USAID, I mean, it's the relationship is vast. It's it's really wide. And uh, we've been here since the beginning. Uh, I think we established relations in 1947, Mm -hmm. right? That's when Pakistan became a country. Yeah. And in fact, um, might some people, you know, might not remember the embassy used to be uh, in Karachi Karachi, because the capital was in mm-hmm. Karachi and then I think it was in 1960 that it moved up to Islamabad mm-hmm. so we've been here a while yeah <laughs> we've been here a long time yeah. yeah and there's one thing a lot of people don't know that the oranges that we get in Pakistan they were actually gifted by Americans oh I did not know that either because you could be we, a diplomat <laughs> <laughs> because we don't uh, like they're not naturally grown here I see so they were gifted to us uh, in 1956 if I'm not wrong hmm. 
and now Sargoda, the city of Sargoda has the biggest uh, farm in in in, uh, in oranges. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's yeah. great. So like a lot of tangy relationship there as well. Yeah, it's amazing. So uh, we've recently had uh, floods in Pakistan, and yes. uh, I see a lot of uh, debate on on the climate side as well, and. Uh, Obviously, it it concerns all of us, right. whether it's Americans, whether it's Pakistan, wherever in the world, uh, and the the degree of a situation has been very grave over the years, as we see. Uh, so, where where uh, so how is the U.S. helping uh, other countries and also helping Pakistan in in terms of uh, facing these? Yeah, I mean, I think first and foremost, um, I have to pay uh, my condolences to the people that are experiencing and still experiencing, right, um, the aftermath of the of the devastating floods of last year in, in Sindh and Balochistan and elsewhere in Pakistan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I myself have been out to the field and have seen uh, the destruction. And I've talked to villagers um, and women especially on what they're going through and what they were going through back then. Uh, we've had multiple visitors coming from Washington and, mm. and congressional delegations coming to see uh, because this is on the mind of a lot of people and it's on the mind of everybody here, but it's on the mind of a lot of people in Washington. But everyone, since I got here in August, it's been a constant conversation. So um, from on behalf of the U.S. consulate in Karachi and, and the rest of, of our mission in Pakistan, we are truly... Um, just devastated because of of the what we've seen, right? Mm-hmm. And and our condolences go out to the people that are suffering. Um, and on that note, because of that, because of what we've seen and the people we've talked to and the partners on the ground, the United States has invested and and donated millions of dollars. And the the amount up now is two hundred million dollars. And that money, as of you know, hundred million were announced in Geneva uh, at the donors convention recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but we are really leading that. Um, the donations and the assistance um, across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, we were there in 2005 during the earthquake in Kashmir. We were there in 2010 and 11 during the last floods that we mm-hmm. saw that were at, at this level of impact, right? And we're here now and really trying to mobilize the rest of the world to focus on the, the floods in Sindh and Balochistan and, and elsewhere in Pakistan because it is... Um, one of the effects that we're seeing on climate change, and I hope that it doesn't happen again, but that would be that would be a, a hard statement to make because mm. climate change and we're seeing the importance of climate resilience. Mm. So some of that money is going to climate uh, resilience uh, projects to make sure that we can mitigate some of these issues if they come up again. Uh, but most of it has gone to emergency preparedness, emergency assistance, um, and making sure that the people that are affected are, are most affected are reaching out and understanding that they need food, they need shelter. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Uh, recently, a um, couple months ago, with the ambassador up in Sukkur and uh, Shikarpur, and we saw, we, you could see the water. And this is months after the initial flooding, right? And the floods have not receded. Mm. And uh, I saw him speak to um, villagers. I, we went out to an active distribution site where they were actively distributing medical kits and uh, kitchen kits. And we've we've <coughs> seen the work that we've done with food. Mm. Um, and I mean, I think it's, I, I don't want to say the wrong number, but 15 to 17 flights that we brought into Karachi and to Sucker of uh, the USAID from Dubai, it was warehouse of emergency assistance there. And I saw where they're living. And they're living in shelters that you say USAID, right? Those are those are that's coming from the U.S. people, mm-hmm. and in in some sense, it gives you a personal. This is me speaking for me, right? Not not on behalf. It's it gives you hope, um, and that that we're doing, and you see that we're doing something, right? It's not going to the government of Pakistan. It's going to our our partners on the ground, World Food Program, and others that are making sure that it's getting into the right hands. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's also so sad that we that we have to be here, that we have to do this, mm-hmm. right? Um, so I, I hope that uh, we continue to work on climate resilience. And I know that the United States government policy is um, climate resilience and mm-hmm. mitigation. And um, 200 million um, from that the U.S. has has um, contributed and, and already on the ground, right? It's not that it's, it's coming. The 100 million, it's already been spent. It's already being implemented. Mm-hmm. Um, that is uh, is leading on on you know uh, other countries and our partners that are mm-hmm. also donating. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm hoping that 
all the other countries also, and and I know that a lot of them have, mm -hmm. um, and we need to work together to help Pakistan and see where where we can continue to prevent these tragedies from happening. Mm -hmm. So uh, so a lot of these fundings are obviously reactionary, the medical kits, the caps and everything, because it's coming because something has happened. Uh, are we doing in terms of educating the people so that we can we can sort of mitigate these situations into happening again or uh, make less use of fossil fuel or, you know, go even more green so that we can avoid these situations? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Um, and it's a great question to, to ask um, uh, us to look even deeper into those ed education aspects. Um, so the projects that we have are really on the terms of creating infrastructure and creating climate resilient infrastructure um, so that we can combat this as um, that Pakistan and, and other countries that that we invest in can combat this. Um, the U.S.-Pakistan Green Alliance framework that the ambassador has recently announced is an, a series of actions both on the economic um, and on the um, infrastructure point and all of these different sectors that will look at addressing that. Um, but as far as uh, the projects themselves, every project is different. So some of them have the education aspect, but others focus on the infrastructure um, I know that we've been looking at pursuing energy and how energy um, impacts all of this. So it's all interconnected, right? Um, so looking at it from different sectors, um, we have USAID is doing great things on the ground. I don't, I don't have to go into all that. It would take a whole nother show just to talk about what USAID is doing in the mm -hmm. country um, with uh, with education and with climate. I, I will say that um, I'm. I know that my colleagues at USAID are very proud of the fact that um, there were schools in Sindh that were the only structures that were standing, and they were built by USAID. They were built with U.S. U.S. funds, right? Mm -hmm. Those were that's money that's coming from the American taxpayer and given to the people of Pakistan. Those schools became distribution centers, and they became shelters for people at when you needed it most. Mm -hmm. And when it was uh, seen that these were, you know, we didn't. It's not something you brag about, right? But I'm very proud of that because you have women and children that are able to sleep or able to go to a distribution center, and these schools were turned into that during the flooding. Mm -hmm. And the SIND um, education uh, education program that USAID uh, is doing is part of that. They're going to build, or they're they're in the process of building 106 schools in SIND in, in the Karachi area. And I think the latest one was uh, inaugurated a couple couple weeks ago, a couple months ago in in Iran. And these schools are built right uh, in in that sense um, to have uh, energy to be lasting. Some of them have solar panels um, and as well as our uh, healthcare facilities where we've invested solar panels so that at least, you know, if we have energy energy crisis, they can have backup um, electricity and keep working. And that I'm, I'm proud of. That's the kind of infrastructure. But it also is an investment in education to make sure that students are not worrying about their lights going out and having their uh, mm. having to stop their education. So that's just some of the things that we do. Interesting. I, I vaguely remember since you mentioned uh, solar panels, I think around 20 years ago, even more. Uh, so, you know, Mubarak Village, the beach, right? So I was on the way to the beach. Mm -hmm. uh, it was the first time to that particular it goes through a village, right? Mm -hmm. And it was mud house, mm -hmm. mud houses, but they all the, the entire street had uh, uh, street lights mm -hmm. with solar panels on them. I was like twenty years ago. I was like, okay, this is cool. And on every street light, it said a gift from European Union. Mm -hmm. And as a student, I was like, what's their interest mm -hmm. to have a solar panel in this remote area in Karachi? And then my my cousin he educated me that. The climate is an issue; is a global issue. So Europeans or Americans can fix their side of the things, right. areas. But if we don't look after it, it's going to affect all of us. Yeah. So that's why they're investing about these things. So right. that was uh, that was my learning some twenty odd years ago. 
So that was interesting. And and that's the same thing with the United States, right? Yeah. The economy. Yeah. Uh, and investing in, in the Pakistani economy and investing in Pakistani people, it helps everyone. Yeah. And when Pakistanis are better off, the United States is better off. Mm-hmm. And it, it might be selfish to say, but you you have stability, you have partnerships, and you have more of those people-to-people ties that we really need to focus on. Mm-hmm. Um, and when people are able to learn and and live in a place where they're safe and they're and it's stable and they have opportunities, then they become stronger partners for the United States. Hmm. It's it's a selfish reason. The EU does it because it's a selfish reason. We do it because it's selfish in that way. But in in that way, it's it's not selfish, right? One, hmm. it's the right thing to do. Hmm. Two, it's it creates more economic uh, stability and growth for the country, and then that in turn helps us to become stronger partners. And we've been partners for 75 years. Yeah. So speaking of economic stability, why does the U.S. invest in the economic development of Pakistan? Mm-hmm. I mean, what's in it for them? What's in yeah. it? It's so like I'm assuming uh, uh, a taxpayer in America can question this. Right. Uh, so so brief us about that. Yeah. Uh, the like I said before, I think uh, economic uh, partnerships and economic development is uh, an important part of the United States. It's why we are in uh, um, diplomatic missions around the world is to create more um, economic trade, economic partnerships. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I, I can't I don't have to tell you that. Countries that are economic partners are often more friends than foes, right? Mm. And something that is good for Pakistan is also good for the United States because our countries are going to be closer together. There's going to be more trade. I mean, did you know that the United States is Pakistan's number one export country? Yeah. Yeah. And so that creates a partnership. We want to invest in the U.S. U.S. businesses should invest in Pakistan. And, and then in turn, Pakistani Americans or Pakistanis can invest in, in the U.S. Uh, there are countless examples, and I know on your channel, of um, Pakistani Americans or Pakistanis who've gone to the United States and created businesses. That creates jobs. Uh, if Pakistanis here, they want to go to the U.S. and study I mean, that's money, and they decide to go to the U.S. instead of another country for their study abroad option. That's Mm -hmm. money that is invested in the U.S. education system. Mm -hmm. I mean, tuition, the money that you're spending on books, the money that you're creating. There is um, an Open Doors uh, report that comes out every year about money and uh, the education system and how uh, study abroad students bring in uh, and create jobs, right? And I forget the numbers. You might want to look it up, but, I mean, it's incredible the amount of the students that study abroad in the United States from all over the world, they create jobs, right? They create jobs for United States citizens um, on campuses and in the towns where they're going to school. Mm. And then what I think is, is interesting, what I think is super important is that we always forget, we always talk about the economy. Let's talk about the people-to-people ties as well. And it's important to, to me is to say to, to us, it's like if you're connected to an American and you're friends, And let's say you and I decide that we're going to go on a business venture together. And I say, fine, let's let's move and create a business. Well, that business now become is cross is international. Maybe we can hire some people in Pakistan to do some of our work. And maybe we create a an office in in the US. And that creates more partnerships, more people, back and forth, travel. I mean, all of it. It's important because both countries are better off. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So, Krista, as we see the energy crisis uh, are looming in Pakistan, it's it's worsening day by day. So, uh, is the U.S. Uh, supporting Pakistan in, 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 in order to tackle this, this problem? Yeah, I, I, we have, and we've always supported the energy sector in Pakistan. Um, I, we're watching this very closely. Uh, the U.S. mission in Pakistan supports the, the technical, the operational efficacy, um, and we've done a lot of projects um, that have supported um, adding wattage and, and megawatts. This is this is not my, my area, I will tell you. This is not my technical expertise. Um, so, let me make sure sure I try to get this right. But 
Uh, we've improving the planning process, the operational effectiveness. And uh, last month, U.S. Ambassador Donald Blum and uh, Prime Minister Shabazz Sharif, they actually um, went to Mangla Hydropower Plant. And that was one of the projects that we've been able to um, help refurbish and, and be able to get back uh, to the, the grid itself. Um, and we've also, with um, U.S. government funding, have built three dams in Pakistan. Mm -hmm. And that has added hundreds of watts of megawatts back to um, to the grid itself. I mean, the projects that we've we've had, I think it's been it's been millions and, and millions of dollars uh, over the last you know 20, 30 years that we've been investing in the energy sector in Pakistan. And some of that has um, gone to all sorts of different sectors, right? The hydropower and we've done some solar. We've done um, I believe we've even done wind and uh, wind power. So we're looking at this for the for the long term, for the future. And mm. yes, it is it is sad to see the energy crisis that we're in. Um, and that's why it's so important for the U.S. to invest and, and the investments that we're making um, are even more important now. Uh, but overall, I mean, the the investments of the U.S. have have put hundreds of megawatts. I think it's close to 780 megawatts back into the grid. And that's we're talking 50 million people able to get energy um, because of the U.S. investment. That's amazing. So earlier we were speaking about um, uh, students going to the U.S. and study. Uh, so what programs the U.S. is offering which are free for Pakistani students? Uh, yes, we have, I mean, I would say what programs are we not sponsoring? Um, this is my favorite part of my job, mm. uh, working with students. And I, I love the vibrancy and that entrepreneurial spirit, and I don't, I don't know what it is about student. I think I, I used to be a teacher, and maybe that's where where this is coming from. But mm. I, every time somebody asks me to go to a school or go speak somewhere at a university, I'm like, yes, sign me up, cancel all my meetings because this <laughs> is literally my favorite part of my job. Um, and we're doing a lot. Uh, we have the uh, Relo office, um, that is the regional English language office that's right. um, based out of Embassy Islamabad. But we also have offices and, and people that go all over the country that are working on this. That is for teachers and students. Um, it's a training program, but we also have um, teaching English, right? Mm -hmm. um, we uh, have a, a program right now that I'm very excited uh, about um, with um, one of, I mean, I'm sure you know, um, Charmaine Obed. Yeah, yeah. She is working on a project that is actually going to um, have 20 filmmakers, um, women filmmakers from Sindh and Balochistan, um, that will be able to uh, get training from U.S. directors, from uh, people in the U.S. film directors and, and producers on how to create film. Wow. And then there's going to be a seed fund for them to be able to pursue their film. I mean, that to me is one of the, the fun parts of my job, but it's an incredible aspect. Like we're not only investing in the education, we're investing in the cultural aspect and we're investing in students and the next generation. Mm -hmm. And I'm really excited to see what comes out of that project and the films that, that these uh, young women will produce. Mm -hmm. um, we're also doing uh, working with the Dawood Foundation uh, to promote STEM education. Part mm -hmm. of this has been training, I think, close to 100, if not uh, more than 100 teachers on STEM education. Uh, and we're doing programs and projects that the students are able to uh, create programs and they get to go to the Magnificent Center. Um, if you've been, I mean, I think yeah, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's beautiful. We've taken over 1,200 kids to that center. And that's just, this is just U.S. Consulate Karachi. I'm not talking about the other consulates and what the embassy is doing. They're doing a lot. Uh, but what we're doing, I mean, you have these students learning about science, uh, telling the math, and they're able to to learn all of these uh, through this project. And what I'm what I'm excited about, and I want to make sure I get this right, is that the winners of these competitions that we're going to be having under this program are going to be able to go to the NASA Space Camp. Oh, really? In the U.S. Wow. Isn't that awesome? I, I just like, what? That's Where what do we do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then we've had um, programs. That's, you know, the science. So we've, we've looked at film. We've looked at 
science and on the entrepreneurial side, uh, we've had speakers come from the U.S. that are successful in their field. Uh, entrepreneurs, you know, I think such as yourself and others, I think would be a great partnership. We had Mr. Oscar Garcia come from Silicon Valley, and he's started his business, used to work in Silicon Valley and all these businesses. And um, he had trainings and uh, workshops and uh, spoke to students from universities at the National Incubation Center, at our Lincoln Corners. So uh, just to impart his own wisdom. And then I know that he's had some mentorship sessions after with students that have wanted to learn a little bit more. Uh, at some of our Lincoln Corners, at Lincoln Corner Karachi, we have what's called a startup lab absolutely free for anyone, but for students who are interested in developing their business, uh, there's a space there. There's a 3D printer there. Um, I know that you're, you know, social media superstar. Uh, I'm hoping that students that are able to go to Lincoln Corner Karachi, they have a green screen there. Uh, they have equipment. They have, uh, at the one in KP, I think there's even a podcast studio. Oh, really? So these these Lincoln Corners, there's 18 of them throughout the country, five of them in, in our district, right, Consulate Karachi, and we even have a virtual one in Quetta, uh, students can go completely free of charge, get access to books, magazines, computers. There's always programming happening there. I've spoken at a couple of those things. Um, go to the ones where other people speak. <laughs> um, but we've had all sorts of programs there uh, from filmmaking, from uh, the ones I've already mentioned, but we also uh, have self-defense classes. We've had artists, poetry, open mic nights. I mean, it's constant what, what's happening at these Lincoln Corners, and it's super vibrant. Um, and we're also working with the higher education commissions. Um, we work with partnerships and universities. We've had Michigan University, UT Austin. We've had a lot of those partnerships with universities in Karachi and elsewhere in Sindh. Um, and they're working on uh, partnerships that are promoting inclusion research. We've had uh, also a film academy. I think, is that one at Karachi University? Yeah, a uh, film academy that we established. Um, we've given... Uh, some of uh, film making equipment to uh, universities. I think that one was in Quetta or was UTEMS. Butems, I Butems, think. Butems, Butems, yeah, Butems. yeah. We've given we've given uh, grants to them um, on some of the equipment that we had in even our office. Uh, and then we've started the Legal uh, Incubation Center. Um, and this is at the law schools in Pakistan, starting uh the a partnership between the the law schools and having um, partnerships with the U.S. and, and grants program um, to be able to you know help in this sector as well, mm -hmm. um, and that's just some of the things that we're doing. And I think the other ones are um, you know the the Relo. I can't I can't express enough of how much I love the Open mm -hmm. um, program and the Access Microstrip program. And I mean we just have so many. I'm trying to think of others, but I know we have um, some for artists musicians. Uh, we've had uh, a lot of partners come from here, go to the U.S. and have exchanges. And then we have U.S. speakers come to Pakistan and come to Karachi. And um, I mean, even I think you were at a concert recently, I yeah. think, right? Yeah. So that, that musician that came, he came from the U.S. Uh, we were able to figure out a concert series and we had this great, I know what I heard, I wasn't here to, I missed it. They didn't want to they didn't want to wait till I got back, <laughs> um, but a great concert. And that, I mean, you look at it through music, you see it uh, through culture. We've we've invested in entrepreneurship. We've invested in the economics. I mean, there's not a sector in healthcare, there's uh, education. There's not a sector that we're not investing. We're investing and in, in the people in, of Pakistan, mm -hmm. um, and and that's that's my favorite part of my job. Mm -hmm. Interesting. All right, Chris, tell me, uh, are there any scholarships that U.S. Consulate Karachi is offering to Pakistani students? Yes, we have a lot of scholarships, and it depends on um, what level of education you want. So we have some for high schools, some for master's, uh, some for postdoc, and even a doctoral. I've never heard of high school. Tell me about yeah, that. the high school one is the Kennedy Luger Scholarship. Um, it's, uh, a lot of people might know it here as YES, uh, as the scholarship YES. Um, it is for high school students to be able to 
to go spend a semester um, of their high school semesters back in the U.S. Um, they get connected with a family. They get to go to high school in the U.S. and experience, you know, typical U.S. high school and come back and see how oh, their education is. Interesting. That, yeah, it's the it's one of one of the ones that is lesser known because you know high school students um, they they you know they might not be on all the social media and talking about their experience. Well, but, they are on social. Well, media. they are on social media, <laughs> but uh, a lot of them uh, we we enjoy. Um, in fact, with all of the scholarships I'm about to talk about, I think we send about 800 Pakistanis every year, uh, Pakistani students to the U.S. Um, wow. to study in the U.S. in, in one of the sectors. Um, the other one that we do is the uh, study for the U.S. Institute of Student Leaders. Um, a lot of people, this is for public policy or SUSI. This is for undergrads, and that is a short-term academic program based on public policy. We also have um, the scholarships that are administered through the U.S. Um, Bilateral Commission, um, the United States Educational Foundation in Pakistan, or a USEFP, and they um, they monitor or they oversee the Humphrey Scholarships, mm -hmm. the UGrad, which is a semester abroad um, in the U.S., and also the Fulbright, which I think is probably the most famous. But that is money that the United States is, is giving, and this is the Bilateral Commission, and they're the ones who oversee those programs, but it's really U.S. government money that is paying for these. Um, last year, we were able to send 178 students um, on their master's and Ph.D. programs in 2022. And uh, many of them are to, you know, the best universities, all paid for, 100% paid for. Mm -hmm. And um, I would encourage anyone, everyone who's listening to look into that program and pursue their master's or Ph.D. in the U.S. Um, I This is how I met a lot of my Pakistani friends. I was doing my master's uh, and there were some uh, Fulbright students that were from Pakistan and I mean we became best friends they we were a cohort and finished the same program and um, they've gone on to do great things here in Pakistan and and elsewhere and um, we still remain friends to this day uh, I think uh, I saw the, what what Fulbright can do and really uh, I think it's important to note here that Pakistan as a country has the largest network of alumni uh, in the world Really? Compared to any other country. Not even India? Not even India. How is that possible? We invest in Pakistan. <laughs> this is what I'm telling you. I'm trying to tell oh. you. So the Puan Network, which is the Pakistan-United States um, alumni network, mm -hmm. is the biggest in the world. Uh, I'm talking, I mean, it's it's thousands, right? Like, I, um, I, I want to... Um, I mean, think about it. 800 st Pakistani students every year multiplied by however many years mm. we've been here. Um, and I think a lot of people are surprised by that. I think it's close to 36,000 alumni uh, that we've sent to the U.S. either in short-term exchanges or the longer-term um, semester or the whole master's program. Mm -hmm. And they're able to come back and they're part of this awesome network. I mean, we even have one of my colleagues whose basically sole job is to work with the Puan Network. And after people come back from their exchange program, they're part of this network, um, and they can continue to get grants to establish uh, projects here in Pakistan. Uh, one of my ones that I favorite ones that I've, I'm uh, just starting in Quetta, actually, in Balochistan, is one called Green Blue um, Quetta. And they, it's a Puan Network grant that is looking at, you know, look, talking about climate change. They're looking at urban forests. And um, they're, with this seed money grant, they're able to, uh, their, their plan is to uh, reforest an, a whole mountainside. And that is going to create jobs and looking at, at the projects that I've seen here also with women, entrepreneurs, seed money for them to start their businesses. I think that one's called Entrepowered. I'm not sure if that one's, is that Puan or is that ours? I think that's, I think that might be our, our program. But you can see the types of projects that we've done um, that the... Uh, alumni network decides, you know what, I've come back, I studied in the U.S., I want to give back to Pakistan. They'll apply for this these grants, and uh, we give them seed money to implement the grant. And some of them have um, done great work around flooding. We've we've done a video series on the work that we've done. Um, and it's not, you know, it's not us doing the work. We can't be everywhere, and we don't know what communities need everywhere. So we rely on the Puan network to say, you know what, my community needs this. 
U.S. consulate Karachi or U.S. government give me some seed money, that happens and they're able to establish what the needs of that community are. Um, that's why I love this program. And the exchanges are so important. Fulbright, obviously it's for your personal achievement, but mm. also when you come back and you're able to invest in your country. And uh, I've seen incredible stories of what Fulbrighters are doing uh, in the country. Um, it's, it's just amazing. I don't know. It's just my, <laughs> like, I literally, this is this is awesome part of my job. Interesting. Uh, I wanted to ask, because uh, a lot of students uh, listen to my podcast, uh, a lot of them obviously want to pursue education elsewhere, especially in America. Where do they find the most credible information because there's so much out there. There and is there is a lot out there and there's a lot of misinformation. Yeah. Um, as the information officer, this is something that I really uh, I'm really passionate about, um, giving correct information about what the U.S. consulate is doing. Um, I'm the information officer, not the disinformation officer. Mm -hmm. um, that's why I have my notes. I want to make mm -hmm. sure that I'm giving the correct information, and I've I've checked this with you know all the highest levels. Um, the Education USA is the most credible source for information uh, about studying in the United States. Uh, there are a lot of people and a lot of people making money about information and selling this information, yeah. right, on how to go to study in the U.S. And a lot of people don't actually know. So I would say Education USA, and the reason I say that is because they're part of USCFP, the one I mentioned before, this um, United States Educational Foundation in Pakistan. They get money from the U.S., right, from us, from the U.S. government. They're, they're the only source that we give money to, Education USA, um, to get this information out to the public. And it's completely free, right? Mm -hmm. Never pay for this type of information because it's free elsewhere. And it's free on Education USA. And you can find out more information at the um, usefpakistan.org. That'll link you to US uh, to Education USA. And they'll walk you through. They, they have this great uh, five steps on how to study in the US. They go from the application process all the way to the visa process, even onto the cultural you know shock that you might experience. So mm. all the steps that it takes to study in the US. And they've sent, um, since its inception, more than 9,000 Pakistanis um, and over um, 935 Americans coming here. So you see that the students that are going, it's again, the people to people ties and that importance. Um, so they recently announced the, um, the inception of the 2024 Fulbright um, program. So excited for people to sign up for that and, and um, start looking at their website for more details on the application criteria. Um, but really, I've seen the work that they do, Facebook Lives. They have one-on-one -on -one tutoring or um, information sessions. Mm -hmm. They go to universities. Uh, they might even be going to high schools. I'm not sure. but And right now, um, we're preparing for what they, we call the South Asia Tour. So they will have uh, recruiters uh, from the U.S., from universities in the U.S. coming to Pakistan. And we're going to be working with um, some television shows to be mm -hmm. able to see if they can come on, you know, on TV and describe how it how it is to get to their school. So, don't pay for it. Education USA and um, they'll walk you through all the steps. Follow this website. That's the only credible website. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Thank you. So tell us about uh, so because uh, you you mentioned that U.S. Mission has has been working very closely with Pakistan in different areas and in different sectors. Uh, so Balochistan is very. Uh, um, challenge uh, in terms of uh, it's, it's it's the least developed province in Pakistan and uh, it's often get neglected uh, unfortunately it's not in the news as much as it should be so what is US mission doing uh, to help Balochistan uh, get over its challenges uh, we have a lot of partnerships uh, and the the relationship that we've had with the Balochi people is long and uh, is is been there for I mean we've been there for a long time and we've done a lot of projects with them I'm looking at my staff because we're we're considering we're talking about one right now I won't mention it but um, we've had a long-term partnership and we've and that doesn't include just celebrating Boloch Cultural Day which I think is March 5th right guys this is, we we're working on um, 
with the universities. Uh, the amb Ambassador Blom was just in Quetta, and he had a series of partnerships there. Uh, the Entrepowered Grant um, that will look at women entrepreneurs mm. and developing seed money for their businesses to be able to start their businesses. I mean, that is an investment in women, and it's an investment in Balochistan. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have millions of dollars that have been invested over the years um, that in the uh, in trainings and security uh, sector, and we also have USAID. And USAID, I mean, a lot. We talk about Sindh with with the flooding, but a lot of people forget that Balochistan was also hard hit by the flooding. Mm -hmm. And the the money that we talk about with when we talk about Sindh and the money we've given to the floods, that in my mind includes Balochistan too. And in on paper, it includes Balochistan. So I want to make sure people understand that 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 we don't forget about Balochistan, especially at the U.S. consulate Karachi. Mm -hmm. um, when the ambassador went to Quetta, he was also able to meet with the Puan network there, a strong network of uh, of uh, folks that are, you know, people that have come back from studying in the U.S., people that are starting their businesses, and really having them tell us what, what are the needs in Balochistan. Um, and it's just such a vibrant culture, I think. And not even, um, a, you know, a lot of people don't, don't understand um, what Balochi culture is. Um, so we're excited to, to be engaging with, um, with uh, we've had, authors, journalists, uh, people from Balochistan either come to the consulate or meet with us in some of these trips. And, you know, I'm excited to celebrate Balochi Cultural Day. And, and I know that the, the CG is excited to, um, to as well in, in March. And, um, you know, we've had millions of dollars in university partnerships as well. So there, there's a lot that we're doing. Um, we're looking into furthering that relationship. And I'm hoping that the, the people in Balochistan welcome that. And we'll see. And maybe um, I can get out to Quetta before I leave Pakistan. I know mm -hmm. the ambassador had a great time. I wasn't able to go on that trip. Mm -hmm. um, but the, the folks that went, you know, looked and said, I mean, that'd been the first time we'd been there in, in years. And this ambassador is one that's very excited to get out to different parts of Pakistan. And mm -hmm. you've seen that with his travel. Mm -hmm. Since you're a foodie, might I might I make uh, a suggestion? Mm. Do try balochi tikka. Okay. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, it's very spicy. Okay. Yeah. Done. So, uh, speaking of you traveling here and there, have you been to any other interesting place outside of Karachi? Yes. Um, well, first of all, Karachi is interesting enough, <laughs> so I could stay in Karachi and like see different places uh, every day and 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 not get my fill. Um, Islamabad, of course, I've had to go up to Islamabad for meetings, and I think it's it's a beautiful city, um, very different vibe, no, yeah. than Karachi. I, very laid back. I feel like the the vibe in Karachi is more my style, but but Islamabad had a different vibe, and that was kind of cool to feel. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think I mentioned before I've been to Sukkur and and Shikarpur. Um, Shikarpur, that's, yeah. excuse me. Uh, and those were my favorite trips, I think, um, because I felt like I, I, I learned a lot more than what I was saying. You know, as you can tell, I don't, I don't, <laughs> I, I talk too much. Um, but there I was really in listening mode. Um, and that was, that was eye opening for me personally. But, uh, I will say the, when the ambassador went, right, this was his priority to go and see, uh, the people that were affected by the flooding and um, for him to be able to see the distribution site um, acted one of our partners on the ground that was distributing kits and then having him uh, seeing him talk and interact with the people of a, of a nearby village uh, was really was really great it was it was something that we as bureaucrats right like at the end of the day uh, want to that's what we want to do and I saw him in talking in his element and I uh, was able to listen to what what they've been through and listen to what their children have been through. And that empowers us to do the work that we do. Right. The long hours are nothing compared to what people are going through on the ground. Um, so to me, that's been my favorite trip. Um, and then, I mean, Sindh is just beautiful anyway. Um, our our folks and we're we're hoping that we can 
get out to the all of the rest of the Lincoln Corners um, that we have in in our province. We have five. Um, before I leave here, I'm you know I want to go to Larkana, I'm Hyderabad, all these places. I haven't had a chance because we've been dealing with yeah, making sure that we have all of the resources that we can with the floods. Mm. And right now it's it's focusing on that. Um, we haven't forgotten about it. I know sometimes I feel like the media has, but we haven't forgotten about it. We're working on it, and you know when it's time, we're going to be able to make more trips. That's amazing. And since you've integrated well into the Pakistani culture. Oh, no. What about cricket? <laughs> oh, cricket. Um, well, listen, uh, my my staff was like, something's going to come up about cricket. I don't even know about baseball. So <laughs> let me just say, let me p- start there. Um, but I will say uh, I know some of the terms. I've been teach. I've been taught some of the terms. Uh, I've held a bat, which is the same as the baseball. You know, it's, it's yeah. called a bat. Same yeah. bat, bat. But I know, you know, bowling and wicket and, you know, all these things I've learned. Um, and I, I will say we're doing a sports diplomacy program. I forgot to mention that. Mm-hmm. And we've done, you know, it was during the World Cup that we were doing soccer. Uh, we bring students onto the consulate compound and we have, um, you know, just my colleagues. We, we play soccer with, you know, a group of girls or an access students event. Um, we've had self-defense classes, baseball. And now, you know, it's been Americans teaching uh, Pakistani students how to play baseball. Okay. Now it's going to be the next one. This is the next phase of our sports diplomacy program is having students come and teach us how to play cricket. Mm-hmm. So I'm really excited about that. Um, and every Friday at the consulate, um, we play cricket. And, and it's it's and have it sounds like, like my it childhood. It sounds like a great. So it sounds like my childhood. You know, back <laughs> it's a in the, great place to work. Back in the day, we used to have like the Friday was, uh, uh, you know, we, the Sunday was working day and right. Friday was uh, uh, weekend. Uh-huh. So it sounds like my childhood. Yeah, like having playing cricket and then have biryani. Right, and do the prayers. It's, uh, it's just so it's like a great Friday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. So every Friday, uh, you know, consulate staff and we have obviously Pakistanis and Americans that that uh, both work at the consulate. So we've had some of that. My husband went out to play um, play cricket, and I was just a bystander, a cheerleader, if you will. Yeah. Uh, it'll continue to be that way until I figure out um, how to properly hold the bat, apparently. Um, but we've had a we've had a lot of fun, and I'm. I'm not going to say who my favorite team is, but I have watched cricket matches. Um, and I love cheering for Pakistan um, personally, especially when they're playing against a certain nation that I won't name here. <laughs> um, but it's been we great. Got it. we got it. <laughs> and, um, and we're also, I mean, we've partnered with, with uh, stars in the past. And this is Wasim Akran. Yeah. Right. We've partnered with him and other uh, cricket players um, for a sports for climate video series that we oh, did a couple years back. So we've we've had uh, you know a little bit. I'm getting there. So yeah, anything really else you want to teach me, I'm all for it. I've heard they they're, they're making American cricket team as well. Yeah, the American national cricket team. That's amazing. So we're like conquering. So before baseball got here, we we took the cricket to America. Good Done. job, Pakistan. Done. <laughs> Interesting. So I read recently read about a visa interview waiver program from U.S. Embassy. What's that about? The interview waiver program has been expanded. Uh, so anyone that has had a B1, B2 or a student-based visa, petition-based visa, can apply for their renewal of their visa um, within 48 months of them having been expired. So this is this is completely new. Um, you can go to our website to see the full announcement and see the edu- eligibility. But essentially, you know, I think your visa is going to expire soon. Yeah. So you can submit your documents and submit them through the interview waiver program. That basically doesn't, uh, it allows you to submit your documents but not have to go in for an interview to the consulate. Thanks for not waking me up at 7 in the morning. Yikes. Okay. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. So, but yes, our, I mean, our consulate colleagues, this is a, a way to expand the customer service. God bless America. We know that, <laughs> we know that COVID has been, you know, yeah. the backlog has been a lot. And I know people uh, are waiting for their visa interviews. Yeah. This is a way to help with that. So um, anyone uh, not, you know, look at your eligibility, look at the website to see and, and read all the information on the embassy's website. And our uh, consulate is going on our Facebook page, going to release a video with our consular colleagues soon. Um, that will explain the process as well, at least for the district. Interesting. Thank you, Krista. It's been a pleasure having you across the table, and I'm sure 
a lot of people who are listening uh, got to uh, understand the real situation and how much U.S. is collaborating with Pakistan and Pakistani people and so many programs that you talked about. There were so many that I didn't know that were happening. So that was great to know. Well, thank you very much for having me. Um, and, and thank you, um, I think I would say, for the people of Pakistan that I've met, a lot of friends that I've met. Um, I'm really enjoying my time here uh, in, in Pakistan. I've enjoyed the culture, the food, the music, everything. Um, and I hope that uh, this gives and, and shines a light on some of the things that the U.S. has given. Um, I know we've had a partnership with Pakistan for the last 75 plus years now. Um, and I'm excited to see what the next 75 years brings for both of our countries. So thank you for having me. Inshallah. So you guys interview so I'm sure you guys will have a lot of things. If you have any questions, you can do it in the section. Perhaps we can do it in the next time. If you have any questions, you can do it in the next time. Don't subscribe to our channel. And keep your thoughts. And Inshallah, we'll see you again. Thank you. Thank you.